This is the Football Talk channel where we discuss and share opinions on the beautiful game. If you do like this podcast, please like, comment and share and do not bother sending us messages on our social media handles on Twitter and Instagram at Football Talk 25 and at Football Talk 10 respectively. Thank you to the listener for listening to the podcast and without further ado, let's get on with it. Ah, yes. Good. Now, welcome back to the FT channel. The boys are back as usual. Tawanda, Jazz, and today we have none other than Mr. Becky Nkleda, known as Specs. Specs, what up? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What up, boys? What's up? Ah, we good. Ah, we good. Good. How's everyone else doing? Oh, yeah. good, bro. Easy and chilling. Nah, calm. Nah, calm, calm. Nah, we're all good. Uh, of course, we've got international football now, which is quite fast. But yeah, we're not going to talk about that today. Um, we're going to talk about Manchester United and our upcoming series on what to expect for the Premier League season. And Manchester United is the first topic. So let's get into it. Specs, um, seems like you're the only Manchester United fan on this um, video call right now. Um, Man United finished third last season on the same number of points as Chelsea, 66. And of course, there were some hiccups as well as some good moments. Was that guy I won't mention, that number 18 from Manchester United. <laughs> I won't um, Had a big impact on, on the team. But moving on to the uh, next season, what do you expect to see from Manchester United? What improvements do you want to see from last season? Well, I mean, when the season ended, I expected, okay, I expected us to maintain third, because looking at Manchester City and Liverpool, it's it's honestly almost impossible task to try catch those two. Because, I mean, Liverpool finished upwards of 33 points ahead of United. Man City, 20-plus ahead. And United don't have depth in their squad. There's no way they can maintain a consistent level throughout the whole season. It simply cannot happen. And But then now, after seeing the business Chelsea has done, you know, the little tinkers Liverpool has done, and Man City... Top four is going to be a real tough ask because, on the other hand, there's also the other guy in London, Mr. Mourinho, who knows what it takes to win. Mm. And I'm almost certain he will get that team into top four. So it's going to be tough. Oh, okay. Hot takes already. And I haven't even Those got into it. Big claims. Big claims. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Do you think uh, Man United was flattered by the restart? Because post-COVID, you guys were not looking too great, but then after COVID, you guys came out the blocks looking amazing. Yeah, yeah, I'd I'd say so. I'd I'd say there are some results that really made United look better than they actually were. Because, I mean, okay, sure, before the break, you know, they had gone on a bit of a run, they were winning games, but after after the lockdown, I mean, there were some games we really had no right to win, or even you know, win by the margins we won. Look at Aston Villa, for instance. We should have been blown. We should have been blown out of the water in the first thirty minutes, but then you know, VAR decisions go away here and there. Because you know we're Manchester United. <laughs> at least you know. At least you know. <laughs> that flattens teams. I mean, yeah, there's some results definitely that you know made us look a, a lot better than we actually were. Mm-hmm. And yeah, even you're just talking about that exactly. Like, I feel like this is a question I've always wanted to ask, like United fans, because I never get a proper answer or. Um, yeah, just a proper answer in general. Yeah. What is Ole's like style of play? Like, because I've 
because I've tried to watch Manchester United some games in there, but then, like, I always see uh, most of the goals that I see are mostly like counter-attacking goals. So I just assume, oh, okay, break, they break off, they're going to score. Yeah. So w- what is his style of player? Just, just explain to us. Um, I feel like, I feel like Solskjaer is. He wants, he wants, he wants people to believe that the team can play a position-based football, but also in reality, as pure, purely as a coach, Solskjaer is not a good coach. You, I mean, he relies on the pace of Rashford, Martial, and without that pace, what would he do? That's the question. And we've seen it when teams sit back. That if we don't get a penalty, and that's it. <laughs> That's it. If we don't get penalty, we're losing. It's as simple as that. We're losing or getting a draw. I mean, that's the recent trend. I mean, 22 penalties throughout the season. That just says it all. Also, granted, that means maybe we've got some skillful players in the box and all that, but you can't always rely on that. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. And skillful also, was it? Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm just poking fun. But like, yeah, Specs is speaking facts that although they have made it almost a reliable, almost a reliable source, like, yeah, pins can't be the way forward. Yeah. Exactly. Like, so, exactly. Um, John, say something uh, before. Now, go on. Oh, okay. Now, um, look, now I actually forgot what I wanted to say. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, exactly. Oh, the penalties thing. Like, yeah, of course you can always get penalties and all that. And like you're saying, yeah, it comes down to skillful players and that in the box. But then, like, I'll use like an example, like Chelsea in the FA Cup final. That that whole game, even though Man United had beaten us like three times, I was just like, there's no way we can lose to United today simply because I just look at how they're playing today. I'm like. Ole literally had no plan to counter what Lampard was doing. And then oh, yeah. we go on to score like three goals or two goals. And I'm like, or even though the score was like two now. And I'm like, okay, is he going to bring on someone now? Is he going to make changes, change the formation? And I'm just like, he just doesn't do anything. He's, he hasn't changed anything. He's just brought on Greenwood and I think it was a Pogba. Yeah, because yeah, exactly. they had they had been the ones in the starting lineup, so he just hoped yeah they're gonna change the game. But I was just like, wow. So if this guy goes, and now that you made it in the Champions League, so if this guy goes to the Champions League now, and he plays a team like Bayern, and he's yeah. getting piped two no, is he gonna like okay you know what? I don't have a plan B, so you know it. What whoever's on the bench at the time, you're just gonna come and. You're just gonna do what you have to do. Like I just haven't seen the the tactical acumen that, that other managers possess. I'll use another example, not because I'm a Chelsea fan, but yeah, <laughs> uh, because I'm a Chelsea fan. That's the club, you know. <laughs> but I look at Lampard, and of course he's not the complete manager. Everyone knows that this is his second season in management. But then I look at some games, and I'm like. Wow, this guy, of course, he knows he's messed up. Yeah, the Arsenal game where Arsenal was dominating us the, the whole time. The the first game we played Arsenal. Yeah. They were dominating us the whole time. Then Lambert saw, what? This 3-4-3 is rubbish. We can't use this anymore. And yeah. then he took out Emerson and then he put on Jorginho. And then we went on to, one day, to win that game. Um, Tottenham as well. Yeah. He switched up the formation and he beat them twice. The same yeah. formation. And I just look at those things and I'm like, why doesn't Ole do this? I know his team is not as it could be argued Jiki? it's not as good as Chelsea, but Jiki, can I mm. counter that? Counter. I think uh, on paper, when you look at Man United squad as compared to Chelsea's, uh, we have players who can fit into multiple multiple formations due to due to having past managers such as Conte. We still have players who can play three at the back, five at the back. But as Ole, what he has is he has a squad that has that can only play in a four-three-three. 
at the moment and that's why he's trying to sign up players that's true that's true and yeah that's i true. mean that's that's true and that's also another problem that i would have i've had with charles but yeah this is as you say it's, it's not about charles today but <laughs> <laughs> but yeah um just to just to move on to that um when guys said about like signing the lord of that we we've already of course it's now confirmed that van de beek has signed for manchester yeah cuz now the beat is against them so i'm sorry if you do listen to this podcast on but um van de beek has been signed and with him coming to the team where do you see him playing okay of course he's a he's a number 10 but how do you see him fitting in what what can he bring to the to the united team problem with with donny it's a bit of it's a bit of a tricky situation because i mean yesterday i was just watching through something on youtube and they were talking about how he can't be he can be a, he can play as a deep line midfielder you know maybe next to pogba but then at the same time pogba is not very defensive minded i mean most of the time when he plays in that role he seems like he has no interest in defending or anything like that i mean take the west ham penalty he gave away oh jeez my word oh But, yeah ah, that was horrible <laughs> ah jeez But at the same time i i think maybe in the games like being played at old trafford then maybe you can go with that three of donny bruno and pogba where they where they'll be maybe expected to dominate possession and keep the ball and then create chances and all that but then maybe for the bigger teams we might see him on the bench or he social have to play two of the three between uh Pogba, Bruno and Donny because I think the big games that's where you need someone like Matic to sit in front of the back four and protect them to allow the forward players to do what they do best. Yeah, that, that's true because I, I was just looking through like social media and I'm like people are saying no oh, play Pogba and the big and Bruno all in the same midfield and I'm like it sounds good on paper but then that's yeah. doesn't have balance truly doesn't yeah, have balance on paper yeah cuz like what you said um with Pogba Pogba is a great player he's probably yeah the best one of the best in the world but then he's defensively he's not as as great as everyone knows with Mourinho he tried yeah. to make him play that type of role and he just couldn't you look at his time at Juventus yeah. he had um Vidal beside him and Pirlo behind him front yeah. same thing he had Kante beside him and Matuidi wherever so that he can yeah. go and flourish so when I hear that um, they want all three to play in the same midfield the balance isn't there so oh, yeah. like what you said yeah. exactly you have to sacrifice one but I mean Van de Beek is actually a good signing for United I think you guys need depth um, oh, yeah. You, yeah, yeah. you need depth and moving on to depth We look at someone who's really every single week is always doing the rounds. Jaden Sancho. Even get his thoughts. Sancho. Kawabe has commented to me on this thing. <laughs> oh my word. Jaden. Jaden. Ah yeah. Last time on this part we labeled them as the this this was it this decade's David Beckham. Yeah. That's, that's what labeled them. Um he's been rumored for a while to go to Manchester United and of course Dortmund came and said nah guys staying. Um, yeah. but I don't know do you think 120 million is of course the market now it's it's different. Yeah, if it's inflated, the, yeah. the prices don't reflect the player. But then, with the price tag he has right now, do you think it's it's infl- it's, it's justified? 120 euros or whatever it is. I, mean, I think it's justified. Exactly. In that, if you don't get, if Man United don't get him, 
Barcelona is coming. Real Madrid is going to come. Bayern Munich. So this is likely the perfect time since clubs are not financially stable, the big clubs, for Man U to come in. They should be putting all the eggs there. Yeah, I completely agree with Gaz. Gaz is so right on this. And also, 120 million, whether there's been a pandemic or not, he's 20. You can get 10 good years out of him or more. 20 year old. That's almost a bargain at 120 because if he if he ends up fulfilling his potential, his sell-on price could be with the current market the way it's going, he could end up at 300 million. I mean, it's it's worth it. It's worth the deal. But what I don't want to happen is get into a situation where United will like what they've done with the last three, four signings, like with Maguire or Bruno, where they seem like they're holding off, they want to negotiate a lower price, and come deadline day, they end up paying that price anyway. I mean, it's, it's, it's just pointless. Not facts. Facts, especially yeah, you, um, yeah, go on. Yeah, um, I was going to say, I think it's, it's quite a special situation that in the fact that like people forget that Dortmund are actually not in a rush to sell Sancho. Mm-hmm. Like, I think Sancho is a special player for Dortmund in the sense that he is a part of next year's uh, the next season's plans, but he's like also quickly expendable. Yeah. yeah. Like, in the event that Sancho actually goes to United, they are covered, right? But then if he stays. They've also got a plan for it, which is, yeah, I I don't know how Talk did it, but yeah, that is actually really amazing. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's actually amazing. Spicks, Spicks, do you think uh, Sancho, does he replace Greenwood automatically? And if he does, what does he bring into your attack that, that is lacking? Yeah, I think he takes Mason's place immediately um because first of all mason is still young he, he needs time i mean even though there's just about two years between mason and Jaden, but Jaden, this season alone he got something like 20 assists and 16 goals or something close to that about 20 20 i think yeah yeah so definitely gets in ahead of mason and then, then at that point now, you can have Mason competing with Martial for the number nine. Because I think Martial, you know, he doesn't have competition right now. It's literally just him and Igalo on the bench. And Igalo's now, you know, a much older player. He brings something different, of course. But the difference in quality between him and Martial just doesn't match up. So. He can put pressure on Martial. And to what he would bring to United is United haven't had a right winger since Valencia went to right back. Someone who can take on the left back, bring a different dimension. Because if you watch United play, it's it's one dimensional. It's give the ball to Rashford and Luke Shaw that side and they'll figure it out. And I mean, it's become too predictable and it's not a way to go. I have realized that because, like, one Basaka is always isolated on the right wing there. Yeah, exactly. Because you can't cross the road, bro. But that's actually true. Uh, like, I think with Sancho, it would actually bring like quite a lot. Of course, the move to Man U, it makes a ton of sense. Um, he's English. Um, he's got Rashford there. He's got Shaw. Yeah. He's got all these English guys there. And I think also it's like, let me go. So what? I'm to go to Man United. Then show them that you guys really screwed me over. Yeah. So I do think it's a good move. I think... Um, like what Gaz was saying, um, that 
you need to I think this is the time now or as a gazeton or on the side if I make up the name that this is the time to get Sancho now because I yeah. think next season it's going to be really difficult that's why I, I predicted that Sancho would stay at Dortmund because you look at um they've got Holland now they've got a lot of upcoming talents um right now um they had Hakimi but he left they have gone all these guys so Sancho will be thinking maybe I can do something this team this season and win something with them before I leave so that's what I expected I think this is as some, um it's the right time for them going for Sancho because next season it's going to be difficult and now the ball be to endorsements because and they just say okay fine let's let's fuck the building and you know how that always works out Wait, so, if they don't get him now I've always said if they don't get Sancho now we're never going to get him exactly because I mean of course you may say United is a big club the history and everything but in recent times most high profile players would prefer to go to a, a better club you know to the Man City's, Liverpool's, Madrid's, Bayern's, you know, PSG, you know, all those guys over United, which is why sometimes you see United having to pay way over the price and all that. So if they don't get him now, that's it. Exactly. Exactly. That's that's spot on. And also the other thing I, I looked at, which actually just confirmed all of this, was Dortmund have Champions League football. So it's like there's really no rush for Sancho to leave. I oh, would yeah. have expected if they didn't have Champions League, because I'll, I'll, I'll use Chelsea again, again as another example, with yeah. the Havertz thing. Havertz wasn't there in Europa League. So Havertz is like, I don't want to play Europa anymore. I want to play in Champions League. So he comes yeah. to Chelsea. So they, they, they don't have any power. Whereas Dortmund are like, we're in Champions League. We want 100 yeah. So it's either you guys pay the money or he leave it's simple and straightforward so <laughs> Dortmund have no pressure exactly. it's too simple for them meanwhile exactly. Chelsea Chelsea are blowing the whole bank account my word <laughs> ah, you know nah. so it's it's crazy it's, it's crazy so yeah now we move on to um, the next question we discussed the transfers um, this is another debate that always goes on Dean Henderson and David Henderson is back at the club from his loan at Sheffield post Man United fans um, I see sometimes they on the hairs back ah this guy he can't catch he can't do anything he's just finished but what do you think is the ideal situation because now I've got two top class keepers and guys, I think you remember when we had Courtois in check in 2014. And yeah, that was <laughs> now you guys have ended. And yeah, what happens now? In an ideal world, huh? um, in an ideal world, um, De Gea finds his form again and have. Dean and De Gea going at each other but I mean it's it's hard to make a case for De Gea right now the mistakes he's made in the last two seasons have have been costly absolutely costly I mean I know like this the semi-final against Chelsea in the FA Cup I mean Chelsea were dominant and everything and we, we deserve to lose that game but at one note, to make the error he made was catastrophic. That you cannot, just have to especially when your team is down. When your team is being dominated, you cannot make errors like that. Personally, True. I'm tired of the hair. I'm tired. <laughs> I am tired of the hair. <laughs> Uh, the hair saved us for three, four seasons, but oh my word, I'm tired of that. I would love uh, to see in the number one. Put Dean in goal for the first 10, 15 games. Let the hair sit and think about life for a while. That will teach him a lesson. But the problem is, unlike, I think, unlike Lampard and Arteta, Solskjaer is a weak manager. 
in that in that uh-huh. sense. Because Lampard and Arteta, they do not kick. If you're not playing well, you sit on the bench. It's as simple as that. Solskjaer, on the right. other hand, I think Solskjaer just has favourites and who will never see De Gea on the bench. It won't happen. He's just weak. He has a weak character. He can't deal with the high-profile players. That's a good point. Guys, There's absolutely no case of keeping De Gea at all. On the pitch, <laughs> he's not up to standard. <laughs> high wages. <laughs> morale. Uh, like I love seeing Roy Keane just react to this message. Kills me. <laughs> I would have let him on the team bus back home. That the hell. But, no, but the, most overrated. But, the, <laughs> but don't you think that was a bit much though? Like you went too far. <laughs> I understood his pain. I got it. Oh my word to hear. Jeez, ah, the season. It's just been heartbreak after heartbreak. Thanks. Thanks. We 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 at Chelsea Football Club, we know what that is, bro. So we don't even discuss that anymore. We're just like you see, the luck, the luck for us, huh? the luck for us was that you guys had a keeper and goal. So that always kept you guys in touching distance. And Leicester from December just completely crumbled. Otherwise, <laughs> otherwise, De Gea lost us way too many points for us to catch up. Oh man, like, I think these, this is the thing with these Spanish keepers. I don't trust Spanish keepers anymore. Just, <laughs> I really don't. I'm not just getting to the point. Like, Spanish keepers and strikers. Let me put it. Spanish keepers and strikers. Ish. <laughs> Only the midfield. Only midfield. Chelsea. You think Chelsea and United have a hard job? Think of Enrique, who has to pick between Kepa and De Gea. Ah, <laughs> Bro, I, I, I would rather like you not know, just play with ten men the whole game because. Six. <laughs> yeah. Six. Yeah. You know what you're forgetting? What? Kepa puts himself on the team sheet anyway. <laughs> Yeah, these Spanish keepers, Spanish keepers and strikers, uh, they're no go areas. Yeah, uh, no go areas. But wow. But yeah. Um, just even just just touching upon that. Um, since we talk about transfers as well, and the next season, who do you think are players and who do you, and which player look out the most like the the underrated guy should i say um in in the premier league yeah yeah, yeah. for for man you sorry i didn't actually specify that. for for man you a player people should look out for i mean i think the only person I can say, okay, maybe two people I can say people should really pay attention to, would be would be Martial and Greenwood. Because the good thing Martial has had with having Solskjaer as a coach is he now gets to play nine week throughout every game. So you know he kind of he's improved as a striker. I mean. I never really saw him as a striker at first. I always thought he was better off as left wing, but he's getting the goal, so I think he'll be one to watch. And Mason, Mason's just a natural finisher. Mason knows how to find the goal. All he needs is the sight, and he puts it in. So yeah, I think that'll be the two to watch out for. How about the Tommy? Is in the ambidextrous group chat that I'm in, you know, like ambidextrous. <laughs> oh my word. I saw Greenwood coming for a very long time. <laughs> Don't start. Oh, this ambidextrous guy. <laughs> the guy, guys, what's the name of McTominay? Oh, this class, like, 
I've never seen someone with that much composure for his age. But yeah, you, you, I think United have a striker for the future there, and not even a, not even say a striker for the future like he needs to go on loan or anything. Like he's ready yeah. to perform right now. Oh yeah, yeah. Ah, oh, the kid. Is I don't, good. I don't, I don't really like making comparisons, but then like Greener just he, he gives me the fantasy vibes, you know, like. That that's that coolness in front of goal, right foot, left foot. It's just yeah, that I thing of being in front of goal. Was that the game where you guys won was against Bournemouth? That was it. The finish, this right foot or left? Foot? Uh, there were two. Wow, that right was just cold. Left. That was really cold. Like, <laughs> yeah, I think it's, they won the right footed one. <laughs> yeah, the right footed one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So I was just like, nah, this kid is cold. Um, guys, you said you're talking about well, he asked you. I was saying, what do you guys think of McTominay? Scotty, Scotty. Oh, McTominay. Oh, Scotty. I think he's the squad. Yeah. At best. Yeah, 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 yeah. I agree. Um, I at first at the beginning of the season, I'm not gonna lie, I thought. He, he could, he could you know, take over that defensive midfield role. But then to see Matic come back into form and what he does in that role made me think, eesh, Scotty might be a bit off here because Matic really shows you how to play that role effectively. Matic is really good at what he does and at that specific role. So yeah, for now, Scotty is your just... He's your Henderson. Yeah, he's he's our Jordan. Yeah, he's our Jordan. Loki, Loki. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think a squad player based. Um, yeah, squad Mattage, Yeah, I like Matic. I read. Um, but yeah, he he did the things with Jose, and that's our our next. <laughs> Next discussion. <sighs> Jose Mourinho. <laughs> Jose Mario dos Santos Mourinho Felix. Ladies and gentlemen, I have to tell you, he is the big Mourinho fan. I know. I've never seen this guy so much. Like, I think Spix probably supports Mourinho more than he supports my I'm really convinced. I'm really convinced. I'm more than anyone in the world. <laughs> Please. Oh, okay, of course, yeah, Mourinho's got his, his personality, his character is all so Hollywood and all. What is it about him about doing much? Tell what it is about Mourinho that just gets to me. First of all, is that many people don't like him. Which means he doesn't please people. I absolutely love that. And I'm like me personally, as a person, when I watch football or play or anything like that, I'm I'm a very tactical person. I like I'm very much more into the tactical side of the game. I don't worry I don't worry about too much of exciting football of course everyone loves watching exciting football but at the same time I enjoy watching a team make another team struggle absolutely stifle them and that's what Mourinho can do absolutely frustrate a team I mean I'm at when he was at Tottenham just now um against Man City Man City for most of the game looked like it was going to be a routine victory and what does Tottenham go and do they bag two goals Mourinho walks away with three points done and dusted we move that's what I love and his, his first two seasons at United his first two seasons at United he did the same thing he went to Anfield both times he figured there's no winning this game he sat back 
got zero zero draws, picked up one point, left every other team tried to go and attack Liverpool, Man City, everyone. They all got there and they came back with four goals in them. All of them. <laughs> four goals, zero points. I was like, we go one point from Anfield. We're fine. <laughs> oh my word. <laughs> Having <laughs> in the sense that, like, yeah, Mourinho as a manager, on the pitch, off the pitch, he knows how to create, how how to prepare his players rather. Like, yeah, yeah. He, I, I don't know. Like, I've I've watched like the first three episodes of the documentary, the Spurs documentary. Yeah. And the amount, you know, I I was already hearing that like Mourinho spends like hours days even preparing for opposition i think that so far only in these three episodes it's been like a testament to that like this guy does not sleep preparing for um opposition and yeah, yeah that that's like highly commendable and it's not like he just decides to say okay um let me put 10 center backs on the pitch today and then i'm gonna park the bus nah it's it's all tactical the compact block the low block because yeah. yeah he's just yeah he's a tactical genius but I, at the same time like you're wondering will this with this level of tactical genius that he has like will it be appreciated in these modern times especially with Guardiola playing his quote-unquote tiki-taka and quote-unquote positive football now ruling the scope like how is yeah. it going to work out for Mourinho right now? I think I think the biggest problem Mourinho actually has right now is that he hasn't he hasn't won a major trophy since he left Chelsea with that style of play that he has of being very tactical, being very compact and all that. So it's 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 easy for everyone to look at him and say okay that's not working he has to move on so what i think he needs personally i think he's looking and i think this is another reason why i actually went to tottenham it's almost like he wants to prove that what he does is still very much effective in modern football and i think he needs that he needs a trophy with tottenham to say okay you guys can keep quiet now just shut up what I do works, and it still works today as as it did twenty years ago. That's exactly what he wants. Yeah, if you win, if you get lots of truth to Tottenham, you're right. You, yeah, uh, you'll be ungovernable. You, you literally be, yeah, you would be putting himself on, on another pedestal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But the question true. is, do you think his style of football is now? Does it work in the modern times? Like Tawanda, you were saying about Guardiola, Klopp, all these guys who play this exciting football and it wins trophies. Whereas with Mourinho, um, and also to a certain extent Simeone, um, they haven't won any major trophies in the last couple of years. Do you think it still works now with all the teams moving to this um, advanced, this modern way of playing now? Not, I feel like the elements of what he does that that could still work, but there are also some elements that he needs to change a bit. You know, I can't I can't think off the top of my head right now what exactly, but like all things, there needs to be a bit of an evolution to the style of play you use. I mean, like Simeone, Simeone, I don't think right now it's as much of style uh, I think he's just been too much time at Atletico that's what I think it is and you know I'm not saying the change maybe has turned against him but it's like okay dude we're looking for, we're now looking for another way to play especially with the type of players they now have you can't have João Felix um, in his own 18 yard box with all that talent and I think Mourinho also needs to figure that type of balance out of I mean you have Harry Kane you can't have Kane in your 18 yard box yet Kane can easily score 30 goals a season so he needs to find that type of balance of evolving because you can't expect 
you can't expect certain teams to go out and try out play a Pep Guardiola team. You'll get nine goals in the first half. See, you can't do that. It's interesting. It's interesting because, as I said, I have mixed emotions by Mourinho, of course, as a Chelsea fan. Chelsea, Chelsea, but he's a snake. Exactly. As a Chelsea fan, he's a god. But, like, as it's, I don't know. Yeah, it's just like Mourinho. I've just got mixed emotions for him. It's just, it's just that nothing more, nothing less. Just yeah. I but next season is gonna do well. I think his style of football really uh, complements Tottenham very well. In that, you personally have a lot of pace. Yeah. Especially on the counter attack. And uh, since then, he starts to show Swan breaking through, uh, Bears Line breaking through. Yeah. It's not really the same, they tend to act like a drug test. They act like a drug, as a target man, hold that play, and still get the goal from me. But for me, it's a change. This means, I think players just spend too much time on the ball, it's not quick enough, and creativity. That's true, that's true. I think. I think at Tottenham, I think taking the Tottenham job, Mourinho may have accidentally, or maybe he knew what he was doing, but I think he may have accidentally stumbled upon a team that can actually play his type of style and system. I think maybe he's he's looking, he may be looking for, you know, a central defender or one central defensive midfielder to sort of complete that but I think he's almost found a team that matches his profile and how he would want to play I mean you have pace you have the goals of Kane then you have Lloris and goal you have Aldevera the experienced heads and that type of thing yeah yeah so I think he he sort of just stumbled on yeah Okay. Nah, I think yeah, of course Spurs want to win trophies, so if you want to win trophies, there's no other person who can do it for you than Jose Mourinho. You hire so, one man. It's one man for the job. <laughs> exactly, yeah, I want. Well, what what I simply know is when Mourinho when Mourinho gets to a semi-final, that's the tournament over. Because now he's doing everything to win that fi- that tournament. It ends there. <laughs> I, I always remember like that that Inter when he was at Inter Milan, and I was yeah. just like, this guy. I, the 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 Bayern game. I remember Bayern on paper, even oh. when they played us, Chelsea. Um, on paper, we're better than Inter, but then it's just like, bang bang, score. Yeah, they just sit, and you just know <laughs> like that's all he's gonna do. Bayern, same thing. Bayern had a great team, but Mourinho is just like, you know what? I've got. I've got Milito up top, I've got Eto. You guys, bang, bang. Game over. And we sit. Yeah. We sit. There's nothing more you can do. That's but the one. That's actually another thing I love about watching Mourinho teams. It's never let Mourinho get ahead in a game. Never do that. That is era number one. Never let him get ahead. Because once he's ahead, done and dusted, he'll take 1 0 and leave. Mm. <laughs> Exactly, <laughs> and you go chat in the, in the press of the office. <laughs> See, that man is cocky, man. Yo, that man is cocky. Honestly, think he's the manager version of Latin. Oh yeah, know. that's why they love each other. Exactly, they used to play. They used to be on each other's team. Yeah, the uh, Mourinho man. But uh, now, nah, honestly, yeah, uh, like Godcast said, I think. They will do our Tottenham will do all this season. Um, in terms of finishing like top four, I don't see it changing unless um, something drastic happens. But I think they will challenge, probably like a fifth. But who knows? Who knows? This is, this is huh, top four. Top four. Ah. 
I genuinely think they will make it. The problem is, I'm a United fan. Of course, I want United to get this. <laughs> I would. United. Hey. Uh... Woodward is just sitting there watching Chelsea buy a whole starting 11. And <laughs> <laughs> it's the Roman Empire, bro. <laughs> I really might just watch more of Chelsea this season. Because I'm not gonna lie. I'm curious. I'm curious. I want to see. I want to see because that's any, not a good sign. That's not a good any, sign. Look, you don't want to exactly. <laughs> Listen, yeah, no, if last season's anything to go about, right? Frank generally plays an attacking game, and to see Ziyech, Werner, Captain America, Kai, ah oh man, I want to see that. I have to see that. I can't miss out on the party. These goals can go up front. I mean, Talk about compensating for Kepa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think people's got low, but we're excited. We're excited, bro. We're the very Lampard, excited. This Lampardon has literally just said to the league, score me five and I'll score you six. It's that simple. <laughs> I swear, I swear. Defense is overrated. It's so overrated, bro. <laughs> <laughs> That's one thing I have noticed. Like, don't get it twisted. Lampard has made two defensive signings. Okay, out of those two, out of all the signings we've made, in fact, the defensive signings should be the cheapest, yes? Mm. Yeah, Thiago was free. Yeah. And Ben, ben was like 50. Yeah, and Ben was 50. Okay, yeah. That, okay. Slightly inaccurate with, with ZH being 40. And yeah, but like, yeah, we can definitely say that. They've spent more stacks in the tag. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Of course, because I always I always say this, like people speak about defense, defense, but then when you're building a team, you don't start building a defense. You always start with an attack. Because once the attackers get the system, it's going to fall in place. Because they're the ones who score the goals every single time. Defenders just need to def- that's it. Simple and straightforward. Yeah, so, once, once you know that your team can get goals, building the defense becomes easy. Because now even even because now even for the defenders, now they know as well that okay, if we keep a clean sheet, we're winning this game. Exactly. Definitely, we're definitely winning. Like I mean, even like when, when we played at school, I like I knew up front you guys would score so i figured okay if we don't concede we win games it's that simple so you know it's it's that's just how football works the defense just has to focus on doing their job as long as they know that the people up front can get the goals right right even look at liverpool liverpool had the blueprint bro they went and not splashed money on salah Firmino, all these guys Exactly. Then they went and bought Van Dyke and Allison. It's just yeah. that's just the example right there. You don't need to start building exactly. a defense and then an attack. So I don't know. Some people they don't get that logic, but Klopp figured it out quickly. Klopp figured it out quickly. He figured, okay, my team can score now. Now we just need someone to shut them out. And now look at them running riot in the Premier League. That's why I want Messi to go to Man City. Why? <laughs> why? Messi to the Prem. I want him at Man City. I don't care. I don't care if that means United have to lose to City 6 0. No, it's fine. If it means stopping Liverpool, I'm cool with it. Oh my word. But you know what? I've actually been just, just to just to round up, like I've just been just looking at this messy thing, this messy to Man City. Of course, it's like good and great. It's in fact, it's great. It's yeah. not even good. But then I think Pep would actually have to like really adjust the team because you look at City 
and of course they they attack more than they defend but then of course the midfielders um, defenders and midfielders who actually have to do defensive work and some of the attackers as well Messi doesn't defend as everyone knows so uh, if he does go to City I'm actually interested to see how that balance is is going to be on their right side who's going to compensate who's going to be the fallout guy whether that means the right back is going to is not going to attack anymore or one of the midfielders has to do the extra yards Diggy, do you know what i see for man city and messi mm. is that messi is not going to play on the right he's going to play centrally with aguero sterling gets moved onto the right then jesus plays on the left that's the team. So like a four-four-two. Still a four-three-three, three, but since uh, since I've watched Man City in the Champions League, Jesus has been playing more on the left. Could be an indication of his future position. Who knows? Yeah, recently Pip has been going for a false nine type of thing. So, but all I know is Messi has to go there. That's all I know. <laughs> That's all I know. Messi has to go. Guys, Man City is good. just gonna dominate forever, guys. Don't you guys miss Man U Chelsea domination? <laughs> okay, guys, obviously, don't you miss that? obviously, there's that risk of Man City actually winning a Champions League, but I'll leave that to Bayern to sort out. <laughs> Every time Man City don't win a Champions League, I'm 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 going to turn. I'm so happy. I'm just like cool. Ah, everything is wrong. Yeah, all, all as well. All as well when City don't win the Champions League. Because, <laughs> yo, uh, once they get that first one, yes, my guys. Ah. It's gonna ah. Be it's gonna <laughs> we be we all know what happens. <laughs> it's going to be mad. But, yeah, um, on that note, yeah, I will chat to you guys. Um, Spikes, man, thank you a lot for coming on, talking about Manchester United. Uh, of course, we do course, appreciate sir. you on this on this platform, giving the the people the the chance to speak on their teams. So we thank you. Uh, hopefully, you'll be back soon. Um, and yeah, um, if you've got any socials, um, let the people know where they can find you. On your service, I don't know. Now the people who want who need to find me already know me, so it's fine. It's cool. <laughs> 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 okay, okay, okay. You heard the man, you guys. Um, you heard him. So now it's calm. Um, yeah. With that being said, thanks to everyone who's listened. We'll check you guys out soon. Um, please like, comment, share this podcast. We love you guys. And yeah, do take care and we'll see you guys in a bit.